You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Quiet Life Crisis. My name is Daryl. I'm Soraya. And today we have a special guest on our show. That's right. We promised you guys that we were going to bring in guests because on this show we try and explore all these things that people in their 20s and 30s face but we don't have the answers to. Mm. So here's someone who has the answers. Hi Grace. Hi. So on today's episode on the Quiet Life Crisis we'll be talking about health and also how important it is for us to get health insurance. Right. So do you have insurance Daryl? I mean you were telling me something about some Something your mom got yeah. for you when you were a kid, and like right. I have insurance, but my policy is from when I was a kid. I think, if I'm not mistaken, so my mom bought this when I was a kid, a sub under her, something like that, lah, right? So, but it's super cheap, and my policy wouldn't wouldn't cover much, right? Okay. So I think it was just a couple hundred bucks per year, if you're not mistaken. So when you broke your leg and were, I like, had to pay everything. Oh <laughs> insurance said go go fly. <laughs> 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 okay, so but you're covered by work. Now as yes, well. now now I'm covered by work, but no proper personal health insurance lah. Yeah, it's the same for me, right? I I'm covered by uh, our, our our work insurance here. Thanks, Astro. <laughs> so that's all I have. And the thing is, I did have a friend who referred me to some insurance agent line. Mm. She's like, go and just go and have a chat. You just go and have a chat. She'll help you plan your finances. I went. And I was like, she is gonna try and sell it to me. And yeah, sure enough, she tried to sell it to me. And I was like, oh no no, I'm good. I'm gonna cover my yeah. company. And in the end, she just asked me to refer like 10 more people and I stupidly gave 10 more numbers and after that, everyone hated me, all Damn. those 10 people. Because then she would call all of them because right, right. she failed to, to to get me to buy from her. So I don't know, I guess my view of insurance has just never been that... Uh, you always look at it like an MLM thingy lah. Almost, yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of like, let me come to you. You know right, what I mean? Right. So, yeah. But I mean, I guess the reason why we're here today is to speak to someone who ended up finding that insurance really, really helpful. Without it, it would have been a very big problem for me because financially, it cost me a lot. <laughs> so, so what happened? Like, you got pre or post or uh, your insurance or what? My insurance, I started off getting it when I was actually 21 at my first mm. job. Mm. Uh, a colleague of mine... Uh, was doing insurance on the side right and then uh, she was like can I use you as a test bunny I was like okay sure but she managed to convince me lah <laughs> and I I also paisai to say no okay lah try help you lah I, like, I don't know how to say no lah you're my senior lah okay lah bye lah you know <laughs> yeah sangko. but yeah I took the smallest package and the cheapest one mm, yeah mm. so it was a medical card so that was the only one that I got you know there are things like life insurance and all that which I did not touch at all okay so what did that policy give you the medical card policy for me they, it covers a list of critical illnesses okay. so in a case where you're hospitalized or touch wood anything else happens you are covered mm. paralyzed or whatnot uh, handicapped for life those things are covered but not like clinic visits Just hospitalization Okay Since you've had it Have you ever used it? Sad to say yes I've used it In 2018 I was actually 30 years old And I had a heart attack Oh wow So that was a very Unforeseen circumstance uh, Did not see it coming at all So I felt some stiffness Or tightness in my mm. chest area There was no pain Or difficulties breathing 
not a typical heart attack symptom. And how long did the uh, the stiffness or the or the, the feeling of discomfort? How long did that the last? Gradual or the discomfort started a couple of days before I went to the hospital, like maybe three to four days, you know. Because oh. at that time also I was in the middle of a job that was very very stressful. For two months I slept for three to four hours a day. And I worked seven days a week. I had no oh, breaks. Damn. Yeah, so it was right. really bad. And uh, but I powered through. And then one fine day, uh, after having a little bit of stiffness here and there, I just like I brushed it off, you know, because it wasn't a consistent discomfort. It was on and off. Mm. And then uh, later on, on a Saturday, I still remember, I was doing some work and all that. And then I suddenly felt a bit of pain already. So then I just went to the bed and lie down and started having cold sweats, you know. And I wasn't sure what's going on. I could still move. I could still breathe. Again, not a typical symptom. So I decided to just, you know what, take myself to the clinic. Mm. And then I drove like, myself. You were alone throughout the whole thing? Yeah, I didn't even tell my parents because my parents are very kanchong. Yeah, okay. They get worried and all that. So I just thought, you know what, I'm still okay. I can drive, I can function. Let me just take myself to the clinic just to get it checked. On the way to the clinic, I told myself, something told me, go to the hospital. So I went, uh, I drove myself to a hospital nearby. So typically, when you go to a hospital clinic, you have to go through the nurse who will check your BP and all that. Uh, so the moment they took my BP, they said, okay, miss, just follow me. So as I followed him, he walked me into the emergency room. And then uh, he just told me to lie down. Oh, and man. then they started sticking some suction cup things on my chest and all that. I didn't know what was going on. So I started panicking. And oh, uh, extra note, I hate the clinics. I hate doctors. I don't like going to hospitals. I get very panicky. So, you know, I was getting more panicky. And the guy was just telling the nurse, the male nurse was just saying, calm down. Just stay calm, lie down, don't stress, you know, it's okay, just lie down and all. And you're like, I'm in the emergency ward, how can yeah. I not stress? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then a doctor started running to me. So I was like, Yikes. oh, what's going on? <laughs> so then I'm like, please just let him be an old friend that I know from school. No, I thought oh he was just going to walk past me, you know. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't expect him to be walking towards me, but he was looking at me, so I was like, oh, no, no, no. He came to me, he said, Miss Grace, you have a block in your heart then I looked at him blur I said so what does that mean you're having a heart attack I was like huh I just stared blank at the doctor I just couldn't you know I just couldn't comprehend what was going on and then they said just lie down we will call your emergency contact I said no let me make the call to my parents because imagine that my parents are so fidgety and they get a call from the hospital that will not that's way worse so I called told my family and they came over and I was in the emergency room and they were trying to prep me for angioplasty what that means is actually it's a stent which is like a netting that they will inject into the artery and veins that was blocked. So to open up the blockage. So it was actually a blood clot. Mine was a blood clot, not cholesterol or whatever. The the block, they detected in the ER itself. So were there scans or whatnot? Uh, in the emergency room, it was just an ECG. So the okay. suction cups and stuff, right, that's right. how they test the irregularities okay. of the, your heart rate. Oh, so that's when you can actually know if it's blocked or not? Yeah, they detected there is something restricting the arteries there. Mm. So for further uh, confirmation as to which artery, where and all that, they had to inject the dye into my heart oh, yeah. to see where the block is. So then from there, then they found out which artery. Then they told me and they said this is what they'll do to inform my parents. And then uh, it was not a good experience for me because I think I was too stressed out. They couldn't get it into the the thingy that had to go mm-hmm. <laughs> right. to to put the insert the the stent in. Mm-hmm. You know, I was too stressed out, and I think they were worried that I'm already having a heart attack, and I'm under so much of stress. That's not good. Mm. So I think they should make the decision to knock me out. 
So the diagnosis was because of lack of sleep. No, meals. because yeah, even what caused it. Even the doctor actually asked me. He said, "Why are you getting this? You know, and like, okay, for those listening, I'm actually on the plus size." Not a very healthy lifestyle before this, and uh, I, actually, my family has very strong hereditary heart issues. Mm. So I, even within my generation, my cousins at forty and fifty, females, they've also had heart attacks before. Oh wow! Yeah, and my father's brother, eldest brother, died of a heart attack. So it is very uh, common in my family genetics. And then, um, so the doctor was very confused. And uh, this cardiologist, he actually told me that you are the first female at the age of thirty that I have treated. Wow! You are the youngest. He has never seen a case like mine. And most of the time. Uh, young females who go through things like that, they don't survive. Yeah, it's undetected because oh. somehow I think heart attack females don't detect it very well because our pain tolerance is higher. I We don't see it as a very major thing to go and get it checked. Yeah. It just could be discomfort, discomfort stress, and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. Right, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've read that also. Sometimes it presents and manifests a bit differently in women. Mm. Yeah. The yeah. pain is right. not that sharp for females, so you don't detect it early enough Okay. until it gets maybe too blocked or something like that. That's really terrifying. Yeah. I don't have cholesterol high. In, I do have a little bit, not nothing to be worried about, but he said it's not enough to cause this. I don't. My blood pressure is not enough to cause this. Diabetes, nothing. All these things. My health vitals are not bad enough to cause this to happen. Mm. So even the doctor is actually quite confused. But I think it is hereditary. Lah. It's the fact that maybe genetically it's already built in me, but my lifestyle was that bad and it pushed it out a lot younger, maybe. I don't know. Because mm. even doctors can't tell me. Like I went for follow-up checkup with doctors uh, different hospitals. They even asked me, why are you getting this at 30? I'm like, how am I supposed to answer you? I don't know. <laughs> You're the doctor. You yeah. give me the answers. <laughs> and since then, do you, do you have to take certain medication or go for follow-ups? I do. At the start, the first year, I did follow-up medications. I was on four kinds of medication. Uh, one for cholesterol, one beta blockers to slow down my heart rate. Because I have this condition where my heart rate does beat faster than other this, uh, which my dad has to BP pills blood pressure pills and one more is blood thinness mm. mm-hmm. still no more it's actually a lifelong thing I have ah. to continue because of the stent because right. if okay. my blood thickens that's when it will get stuck again you know mm. and BP because my heart has already gone through a trauma and right. uh, I have to keep my blood pressure low otherwise again it might come easier than wow. others right okay and then uh, slow down my heart rate now so I To be honest Within the first year I took it But then uh, Due to the heart attack And the nature of my job At that time I had to leave my career Of nine years Oh wow That's yeah. a very long time So I was also The breadwinner of my family uh, Take care of my parents And I take care of I help my brother with his family I love my job You know It's a stressful job But I loved it You know The satisfaction out of it Is amazing But it's a very High stress job And uh I was very sad that I had to stop. The reason why I had to stop is because I don't really know how to manage my stress. So the doctor said, if you want to continue in your industry, you need to learn to manage your stress. Otherwise, I would recommend you leave. And at the same time, my company said they don't want me to continue with them because they don't want to be responsible for another health issue. So that's what made me realize. Another thing that came with the heart attack is that I realized my industry is very unforgiving. Mm. And unappreciative. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So they 
don't want to take responsibility of what has happened. I don't blame it entirely on the industry, but you know, I think it's a contributing factor. Mm. So that's another thing that I lost, which then led to financial freedom issues. Mm. <laughs> Lesser so freedom. So I'm assuming you're no longer in the same industry? No, I'm not. Okay. I was going back and forth to decide, uh, considering it, because that was my career. Like, you know, a career that I built and it's a very strong Nine portfolio. Nine years is a very long time. Yeah. And I was actually quite high level, position-wise, for my years of experience. So, I was good at what I did. But I had to make a very strong decision, like a very tough decision to leave la, for the betterment of myself. I do miss it. I'll admit I miss it a lot, but no regrets leaving. In a way, your heart attack forced you to to rebuild. You have to start. You had to start from scratch. Yeah, you yeah. had no choice. I had to start from somewhere, you know. Mm. And it's like so comfortable with what I'm doing, mm. knowing ten years, uh, nine years of what I was doing, doing something that I'm really good at, to something that I have to restart all over again. So it was very scary for me. Mm. Yeah. Kind of wanted to rewind a bit and ask you mm. how long you were in the hospital for? How many days? Four days I see you. Then they moved me to the normal ward. I think for another four days. Mm. Oh, and wow. then uh, hospital quite a long time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they discharged me after that. All this was in a private hospital. Yes. All right. So I mean, like getting back to the topic of having medical card and health insurance and whatnot. Mm. How much do you think your medical card helped you? With with this whole a lot, situation, a lot, yeah, because it was a private hospital, so hmm. I did not know something like that would cost that amount. So the amount of my hospital bill was actually forty five thousand. Oh wow, it's wow, a lot of money yeah. for what it is. Yeah, I did not expect this kind of pricing. Actually, I just had to pay five thousand because my card covered forty only. Five thousand out of forty-five thousand. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. That, that's <laughs> but honestly, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But government, my uncle who yeah. also had an angioplasty. 2000 uh, for, for the whole thing Yep Max yeah. ICU hospitalization 2k mm. So Lesson learned <laughs> Go <laughs> to Government <laughs> hospital <laughs> I can vouch oh. I mean, <laughs> Wait, Where did you go for your leg? Government hospital oh. In Zeramban yeah. Oh. yeah So I mean like Government hospital Per entrance You pay like what 5 bucks yeah. per, per consultation Or something like that Because it's like Mine was a 4 month plus ordeal Including Physiotherapy All in all I spent a total of what, what five six hundred bucks only, and that also because like four hundred fifty went on a CT scan, which I did in a private hospital because government hospital take forever lah. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, <laughs> in that sense, government hospital saved my pocket a lot yeah. lah. Wow. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, my follow up is actually I moved to a government hospital. But how lucky did you feel? I mean, wow, you your insurance finally came in handy. Had yeah. you ever used it before that? No. So I was like super proud Like you know I'm like eh Medical card I'm gonna be able to Cash out a little bit In future But nope <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Nope That didn't happen So 5,000 ringgit The card Covered 40,000 For heart Ailments And issues Yeah I don't know the details To be very honest I just Gave my medical card mm-hmm. To the hospital admin She said uh, She'll settle it I don't know what she did I don't know What did she claim under right. I don't know So it's just that the bill came and it says 40k is covered. That's such a nice thing to see. Oh, yeah. 40k. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Because I think the issue is for so many young people who are you know, just starting out who don't have insurance like myself. <laughs> we just think that our companies will be able to, you know, look after us. But really, it probably won't be enough. Yeah, it's definitely not enough because a company probably won't cover that much of critical illness. Okay. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. Maybe bigger companies, yes. I personally suggest that you consider getting your own insurance as at a younger age because then your premium, your policy is cheaper. 
Okay. As you get older, if you have ailments already existing, your policy and premium goes higher. So young, how young are we talking? 21, like what I did. Mm. <laughs> it was very cheap for so me. So you considered quite old already, love you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, As long as you have no serious ailments, let's okay. say suddenly you have respiratory stuff, heart mm. issues, BP. I think BP is something, a risk that they will bring up your policy r- right. rates, okay. I think. Because that means heart issues, you know, potential heart issues. Mm. So they don't want to insure so much because they might a lot of costs might incur to them. Touch wood if anything happens. Like in my case, I was young and healthy. They're like, ah, we give her cheap. How much did you pay uh, per month if you don't? Hundred and ten ringgit per month. That was your premium, lah. Yes. Mm. So about nine years, lah, I was paying. So, mm. but I mean, it's not too bad. Yeah, actually, it's yeah. not too bad. I mean, that's less than a gym membership. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just work out at home now, yeah. watch a YouTube video, yeah. and yeah. save money on a gym membership yeah. and spend it on insurance yeah. instead. Yeah. Uh, if you have enough expertise on this, can you advise us what do we look out for when applying for for a medical card or something? It depends what you're looking for. Cause at that time, at my age, I like I said, I I had I didn't know I didn't know how to say no to right. my colleague, so I just took the cheapest package. She was saving your life. Yeah, she, technically she <laughs> was. She was a pest to. I'm so sorry, but she was a pest to me after that. Cause if there's late payment, oh then she can't she hunting lah. Chris ah, you know she pay one I was like yes, I know. I will do it. <laughs> So I took the smallest one because I just didn't want to commit, you know. At, at same mentality like existingly with you guys, you probably don't think it's that important, you know. I just take Anila, just keep Anila. Company will provide or I, yeah, I just buy Anila, you know, those kind of thinking. Just really didn't expect it for mm. it to actually work like yeah. that. And then, um, but typically, they will advise, I think the insurance guys will advise to take medical card life assurance together lah ah in one package right uh, so mine is separate now so mm. like i think one company is life one more is uh, medical but i'm not too sure about the premiums lah Yeah. Wait, yours? You mean, but you mean that 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 thing that that, that very minimal <laughs> one? Yeah. So so I have both, but I think it's very very yeah. very very minimal. Wait, right. but it has life. It's a separate one. It's not under the same company. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, okay. but what does that give you? I mean, and if you if you if I, and then my I think my my I've got. The nominees lah, yeah. I think which are my parents lah. I guess they will get a certain sum to cover my funeral lah. Oh. I mean, uh, touch lah. <laughs> so this kind of stuff lah. Okay, mm. okay. So then you're not totally without insurance. I'm I'm lucky because my mom is still still paying because it's a very small sum now. But like I know if at some point I'm planning to upgrade it and pay a higher premium, obviously for for. Obvious reasons, you right? Should. And then that's when I should start paying, lah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess I wanted to ask you. You know, when you were talking about things like stents, you're talking about blood thinners. We're talking about high blood pressure and cholesterol. These are things that we usually associate with our parents' generation. Mm, we always say, oh, right. uncle so and so, his high blood pressure, Got bypass, bypass. Uh, so when that happened to you, it must have still seemed so foreign, did it? Yeah, definitely. And how did you feel? Did you feel a certain sense of shame or embarrassment that you were so young? Mm, that was on point, actually. That it was exactly what I felt when I first got it. Yeah, because the way the doctor put it, he said that you are his, I'm his first case. It made right. me sound in my mind the interpretation is that I'm special, like, like in, in a, a like in a negative, negative way. way, like bad yeah. special. Yeah, so I felt like okay, personality wise, I've always been known to be someone who's very strong, loud, big personality, mm-hmm. and th- those kinds of traits I've been associated with. Even at work, they were assigned really tough 
clients to work to me because I can manage it. And um, hearing that the doctor said that, my interpretation is that I became weak. Like for, there's something right, wrong with right, me. Right. Like I'm faulty. Like I'm no longer that hundred percent strong grace that I used to be known as. You know, I felt like yeah, I felt like I was damaged goods. To be right. very frank, emotionally, it, deep down, it took a toll on me, which I never realized until actually last year. To be honest, so hence I did not tell anyone mm. about my my heart attack. None of my family members know except for my immediate my parents, my brother, and his family, and some close friends. Right. Other than that, even extended my grandpa, my All closest you know. auntie, none of them knew. I didn't want to talk about it. I told my mom not to say it because I felt like it's a very memalukan thing. Right. So I didn't want people to know. So you just, didn't break it to them at all? No. Until, like I said, last year and with a lot of support from friends and mm. family to assure me that's not the case. In any case, I am actually stronger than before because I'm surviving through this. So that's when I actually decided that I should tell. I should start opening up, especially to family members because um, in my family, I've started a new trend. The 30 years old, you can get a heart attack. Mm. Before this, my family members were cautious at the age of 40 because that was the youngest in my family to start having a heart attack. Mm. So I'm the first one at the age of 30. So it's good for the family members to know. I mean, you've got young cousins uh, yeah. who might think that they're, I think young. a lot of young people think we're invincible. Yeah. And that's why we don't get insurance. Mm. <laughs> yeah. but, but then it could happen to them. It could happen to yeah. anyone. So especially family members, they need to know about it because it's in their genetics. Already. Yeah, yeah, okay. To add on, like in recent cases, there are a few celebrities that passed on due to heart attacks. Oh, Recently, yeah. young ones, 30-ish, yeah. uh, early 40s. Ashraf Sinclair. I've, and I've also heard all these really shocking stories of, um, I think a friend's friend was 20-something, a guy. Mm. He oh, wow. was climbing the stairs and he said, oh, he got to the top of the stairs. He's like, I feel really tired. He collapsed and he died. He yeah. had a heart attack too, which is so scary. Yeah. So I think heart conditions are no longer old people thing. Mm. It's becoming Anytime. younger. Yeah. yeah. It's a lifestyle thing, I guess. Or maybe hereditary. Mm. Troy, I have a question for you. What, what is it? What's keeping you from uh, getting a, an insurance policy? I think at first it was just thinking that it was something that someone my age just didn't even have to worry about or deal with. But I guess it's time to start thinking about it properly. What else is stopping me? I think for the longest time, just being in a you know pretty secure, stable right. job, you know, the company provides. And so I just thought, well, I don't need it then. Mm. I, get, I do get some coverage and that's better than nothing. So I've got a cushion. Right. Uh, and the third would probably be just, just, just kind of putting it on the back burner. Mm-mm. You know, I think... A lot later of la, later, later la, la. La. yeah, yeah. We always procrastinate and we're always like, Oh, do I go out for drinks or do I sit at home and read up on insurance policies? Drinks it is. Drinks it is. Drinks, <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm not just speaking for myself, I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of other people out there who are just sort of like, Well, ah, uh, yeah, I'll get to it later. Mm. I just want to live in the now and enjoy my twenties. And enjoy my twenties. And this always just seems like this tedious thing that we have to comb through and understand the best one and then when that insurance agent sat down with me wow never forget she sat me down papa reached three hours I was like oh my god I just want three hours yeah I don't know how much roti kaya I can eat you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah the only advice I think is the mentality that we all have and it's common is that you know we have that cushion from the company but I would recommend (laughs) you get your own because it's cheaper in the long run Mm. As you get older, when you're not having a job that covers you and you want to get, that's when it'll be pricey. Right. In my case, I think what kept me from upgrading my plan for all this while was mainly because, you know how, how people say, whatever salary that you have is never enough. I mean, year, years go by, you get more and more commitments and then it's like, ah, 
Never mind lah. I wait for my race lah. Then maybe I upgrade my policy uh, lah. So I'm still at that stage. But then like, <laughs> I'm sure the money gets parked somewhere else, right? When you get the race. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a priority. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not a sexy thing to think about, right? We're like, ooh, I want to get a new car. I want to travel. Yeah. So it's it's just insurance. It's like, ayo, do I have to think about it? But mm. we really do though. About time. It's about time. It is about yeah. time. Everyone should. I'm not insurance agent at all. <laughs> I'm not close to anyone who's an insurance agent. I'm just being upfront. Uh, one final question before we wrap up. So, Grace, what would you say to people around our age who mm-hmm. do not have an insurance policy yet? I would say go get it. I would say really go and get it because I think it is no longer like an old people thing. Mm. You know, and we are seeing trends of younger people having a lot of health issues or mm. even touch wood is death, leads to death. You know, and it's a huge loss to families, especially if you are supporting your own family. So that's one big lesson that we learned today. Mm-hmm. Get your insurance policy. Alright, I'm gonna sign up for one uh, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> insurance people should hire. Should should. Payment for this <laughs> 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 I'll definitely do some reading. Thanks so much, Grace, for for being willing to share your story with us. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much, me. Grace. It was my pleasure. So, as you might have heard, our intro was sounding nice and catchy, and that was done by the very talented Nidusmas Music. You can check him out on Instagram, Nidusmas Music. And if you're like, what is Nidusmas? It's some Sudan backwards, guys. <laughs> All right. Till next time. I'm Daryl. I'm Soraya. I'm Grace. <laughs> <laughs> not an insurance agent, we promise. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>